CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Welcome to the Caixin Seneca Business Brief, brought to you by China. Each week, we bring you a roundup from the world of business in China from Caixin, China's authority on business and financial news, as well as interviews with Caixin Global reporters and editors. I'm Kaiser Guo from the Seneca Podcast, coming to you today from Montreal, Canada. And I'm Ada Shen in Paris. First, the news. Beijing reported the lowest levels of air pollution in the first half of this year since the city started recording related data 35 years ago, reflecting years-long efforts to combat air pollution. The city's average concentrations of PM2.5, super tiny particles that can easily be inhaled, dropped by 13% from last year and hit the lowest level recorded in more than three decades, according to data from the Beijing Municipal Ecological Environment Bureau. Concentrations of other pollutants, including PM10, sulfur dioxide, and nitrogen dioxide, also dropped to record lows. Air quality reached the required standard for 113 days in Beijing, or 62% of the January to June period, according to the Bureau. Google has removed around 60 apps developed by the Shanghai-based U.S.-listed software firm Kutek from its Play Store and banned the company from its advertising platform, Google AdMob for allegedly engaging in malicious ad practices. Kutek, whose products include the popular TouchPal Chinese-language keyboard and is listed on the New York Stock Exchange, denies the allegations but confirmed last week that its apps have been, quote, temporarily disabled by Google's platforms. It's been a big week for BMW's China unit. After the German carmaker announced that it is extending its collaboration with high-precision map producer Navinfo, the company is now teaming up with Chinese internet giant Tencent to use big data to research and develop autonomous driving technologies. Tencent says that the online behemoth will supply BMW with development platforms and tools, ensuring that all data generated and processed during the project meet national safety requirements. Tencent also outlined its high-precision map-making technology for use in autonomous driving, Although multiple foreign outlets reported that the two companies will also jointly set up a computing center in China for autonomous driving, Tencent made no mention of such a project. BMW and Tencent are already collaborating in other fields, such as in-car entertainment. 
China's e-commerce colossus Alibaba has partnered with Sinopharm, one of the country's major drug companies, to dispense over-the-counter medicines. Customers at Alibaba's Shanghai-based brick-and-mortar retail store, known as Hema, can now purchase around 120 different medicines through self-service vending machines, allowing them to treat colds, coughs, and other common ailments. The drugs are also available through a smartphone app. The two companies plan to extend the service nationwide. Alibaba and Sinopharm's matchup comes at a time when Chinese healthcare companies are increasingly turning to e-commerce models to satisfy customer demand. Online platform JD.com, for example, is partnering with drugstores in major Chinese cities to offer 24-hour medicine delivery services, while food delivery and lifestyle app Meituan also allows delivery staff to purchase medicines users ordered online from local pharmacies. Vietnam's container throughput surpassed Hong Kong's in the first half of this year, possibly in part due to trade diversion amid the trade war between China and the United States. In the first half of 2019, Hong Kong saw its container throughput fall 8% year-on-year, according to government data from the Hong Kong Maritime and Port Board. In the same period, Vietnam's rose 3% year-on-year. As tit-for-tat tariff hikes between the U.S. and China increase, so does the cost of importing from each other. However, there is a silver lining. The two countries diverting imports away from each other potentially benefits industries in different economies. They are short, wriggly, and chomping through swaths of China's farmland. Since it was first recorded in the country in January, the fall armyworm moth, an invasive species that has previously decimated crops in Africa and Southern Asia, has spread to multiple Chinese provinces and autonomous regions. The moth larvae feed voraciously on a number of crop plants, particularly corn, and then pupate in the soil below. Adult specimens can fly up to 100 kilometers per night, allowing them to spread rapidly. While Chinese farmers are mostly dealing with the invasions by liberally spraying their crops with pesticides, an alternative approach might help the authorities better control the insect spread, high-temperature lamps that attract, trap, and kill them under cover of night. Google has abandoned plans to launch a censored version of its search engine in China, according to a company executive. The tech behemoth's vice president of public policy, Karen Batia, said at a U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee hearing last week that the controversial project, nicknamed Dragonfly, had been terminated. The words mark the first time Google has publicly confirmed Dragonfly's cancellation. Initial reports about Dragonfly last summer prompted both a global backlash and a mutinous reaction among certain Google employees, some of whom circulated a petition demanding that the company clarify its aims in returning to the tightly controlled Chinese search market. In December, Google announced that the project had been shelved. After reports the company is seeking $2 billion U.S. billion from investors, China's dominant ride-hailing company Didi Chuxing has held a press conference to convince the public of the safety of its Hitch carpool service a year after two women were murdered by their drivers in separate incidents. During a Thursday media briefing for Hitch, the first of its kind since the service was suspended after the second killing in August, senior Didi executives outlined new safety features. 
The company, which did not give a timetable for resuming the service, said a future version of Hitch will not allow drivers to select which passengers they want to pick up and will limit both the area in which drivers operate and the number of ride-hailing requests they can accept each day. The company said any future relaunch would only take place after a test run, but did not give further details. The outrage that followed the murder sparked a Chinese government investigation and industry-wide safety inspections. Thanks, Ada. Let's turn now, as we do each week, to some of Caixin Global's reporters and editors for a closer look at something in the week's news. This week, we're joined by Tanner Brown, co-producer of this podcast and head of breaking news for Caixin Global. Hey, Tanner. Uh, so what is it this week? Uh, something about the trade war? Well, Kaiser, it's not all about uh, the trade war. Sometimes we have to talk about zip codes. Oh, well, of course we do. And what is it about zip codes, Tanner? So China is is sort of mulling a plan to replace the country's zip codes with unique location data generated by like a mapping technology, a satellite-assisted mapping technology. The idea here is that it would lower delivery costs and speed up the development of, of, of automated services, maybe drone services, delivery services. This uh, plan is being hatched by or sort of spearheaded by Peking University and the China Post, China's state uh, post group. And the way they're phrasing it, which sounds really fancy, is that the country plans, quote, to develop a system that extends existing two-dimensional geospatial technology into the 3D realm. What that means is that what used to be kind of a, a flat map is now, you know, a 3D system of location and delivery. Similar systems are used in the military and like in aeronautical circles, but um, but this would be the first time they've been used, you know, widespread in China for civilian purposes. That's pretty damn cool. So uh, tell us briefly how the system actually works. It gets a little bit technical, but it basically generates two codes for any geographical location. There's a complex code for high precision location and, and machine calculation. And then there's a simpler code for daily use, uh, maybe just for regular deliveries. And this system is going to be uh, used by all of China's courier services to deliver goods. And so once the system's in place, uh, individuals or institutions or companies, that they will basically apply for lo- a location code where their packages can be delivered. And really, this leaves no room anymore for China's uh, six-digit postal codes, which have been in use for, for 40 years. So great. So my luck in coffee and my food delivery is going to arrive uh, even even faster. Uh, what about fears that this will actually infringe on privacy, though? Yes, and those are real, and people have expressed those. But number one, who, who's going to stop the authorities from doing this? And two, um, this is the way things are trending across the world. So yes, it will give better access to authorities about location and potentially even the whereabouts of people. But um, that's just the way it is, whether we like it or not. Well, thanks, Tanner, for catching us up on the demise of the zip code. Anytime, Kaiser. I'll talk to you soon. Yep. Talk real soon. And that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. 
The Caixin Cynical Business Brief is powered by SupChina and is produced by Kaiser Guo and Tanner Brown with stories from the staff of Caixin Global. Thanks, of course, to Ada Shen. Special thanks to Li Xin of Caixin Global and to Spring and Autumn and Wu Fei for the music. Be sure to check out all the other shows about contemporary China in the expanding Seneca network. And be sure to follow the news from China every day at SupChina. Subscribe to our newsletter at subchina.com. Take care.